This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host this week, Karen Randazzo, and with me as always is the telenovela heartthrob, Chris Randazzo. I tooted. Son of a bitch. (laughs) And sinister crime lord, Evan Goldstein. You can't have passions of Santos without Santos. (laughs) (laughs) This is episode 203 for the week of April 23rd, 2020. We will be discussing tonight Jane the Virgin Season 1, Episode 12, entitled Chapter 12. But before we get to all of that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what shows you forgot about and have gone back to check out and what you thought of them, since that's what we're doing for you tonight. We always want to hear from you, the listener. Hey, boys. Hi. Hey. So you remember before the show and I was like, Christ, I forgot to write down the quote that I wanted to use. It mm-hmm. was... I tooted. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> oh, good stuff. How you guys doing? We're doing. Uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. I can't remember if I actually watched a Clone Wars this week. I know I meant to, but I don't think I. I don't think I actually got around to it. Oh, but I did watch TV. Ooh. I did watch TV. I watched <laughs> some television. So I started making a deal with Ellie in the morning. If I got to sit through PJ Masks, which I don't. Because I say I set her up on PJ Masks, and then I go to the bathroom for half an hour. <laughs> but if I sit through PJ Masks or whatever schlock she wants to watch, like Barbie, when did Barbie get a last name? Was that always a thing? I have no fucking idea. Wait, After Barbie I has stopped a giving name? a shit about, apparently it's Robinson. Nope, no. it's Roberts. Roberts, that's it. Roberts. Is that Barbie Roberts. Last name? No, no, this is like before she is, she's like a teenager in yeah. the show that she has And it's like has all about name. her family. Go Team Roberts. And <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, it's weirder than you would expect it to me, expect it to be, but it's also pretty vapid and... It's not that bad, actually. <laughs> it's way better than Barbie used to be, like Barbie... Oh, yeah. It's, Was there a Barbie yeah, cartoon before? No, I just huh. mean like the image of Barbie and all okay. that, you know... One of my yeah, favorite episodes of scary that scary body that, image stuff. That show, um, the toys that made us or make us, was the mm-hmm. episode about Barbie and the espionage that involved with Barbie. It was kind of impressive. Anywho, sorry. Yeah, that that stuff was nuts. But anyway, so my deal was that you get to pick one, and then I get to pick one. And so I have been. I have watched the the next two episodes of Ducktales, and I now know what happened to Della Duck. Oh, I saw the episode where Della gets she comes she finally makes her way off the moon, and then I saw the following episode this morning where she meets her kids, and it was really good. Oh, I can only imagine Aww. the tears that flowed. It wasn't as tear inducing as I expected, but it was still you know it was pretty good stuff um it was a it was a little her getting off of the moon was a little bit uh i didn't trust 
the super kind moon man that was like always on her side. Right. And uh the girl the the girl warrior that was always like ready to kill her at a moment's notice. Um she actually wound up coming around to her right as that guy uh coming around to Della right as you know the main moon man was proving to be like actually kind of a sinister prick. Ah. Um so Della did find her way back to Earth. And then the moon people uh, were all uh, are all up in arms against Earth now because the the guy was just like, ah, oh, she attacked me and then ran away and stole our secrets and blah 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 blah. And like, oh wow, this guy's a this guy's a supervillain. And the girl warriors all just like, no, this isn't okay. But uh, so yeah. <laughs> the fun part is is that so Della gets in the rocket ship, goes back to Earth, lands, and like. Donald sees the ship land and he's like, what? That can't possibly be. And so he goes to go check it out. And Della's not in the cockpit because she was like thrown from the cockpit in the crash. And as Donald investigates, he looks inside, falls inside, presses the relaunch button and gets launched back to the moon. (laughs) And this whole episode was all about him uh, being really stressed out. So it's just like, you know, Donald finding a place to in, in his prescription hammock because he's <laughs> molting because he's so stressed out all the time. Uh, and then, like, somebody walks in a room like, ah, we may have raised the dead. And then, like, zombies start attacking and he starts losing more feathers. And, and, and it just, a running gag goes, goes from there. And then he gets rocketed off to the moon and it's just hysterical. Um, but, of course, we know that the moon people are probably not going to be happy to see him because they think Earthlings are all evil. Because of their, you know, twisted evil leader. So, um, Della, uh, walks over to Scrooge McDuck's mansion and, uh, she sees Scrooge and everyone's happy to see her. And then she does not adjust immediately well to being a mom. Like, she makes a cake out of Pop Rocks that is like, super delicious but has been outlawed like it's apparently illegal to make said cake because it will like cause you serious damage <laughs> and the I, I never remember which one's which but she feeds it to the blue one and he just starts barfing up all of this fluffy <laughs> cotton candy awfulness and then he has like stomach problems for the rest of the episode it was it was just good it was just good good tv i mean it's yes it's ducktales it's a kid show but you know darn it it's good television and it sure makes me happy so well, that's the that's the point. Uh, exactly, that is the point, and it's something that I can watch with the kids and or with the kid because John just stays in his room until I make him come downstairs. Because he's his mother's son. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not listening to anything you said because I was searching for uh, Barbie and the history of her last name, and apparently it's been Roberts since the, since the '60s. You guys, really? Wow, mm-hmm. we are way she behind. Bananas. Since she was invented, I think, in 1961. This says. Well, 1959, so, yes. Interesting. Her full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Millicent? Millicent. Uh I believe because, uh, oh. (laughs) It was like the girl, the lady who invented it, uh, named named Barbie after her daughter, but her daughter was Barbara, so I don't know where Millicent came from, but that's neither here nor there. Well, now I know. I've watched a... Uh, some of that Barbie show, and I've watched uh, plenty of PJ Masks, and then I've watched some some good old fashioned uh, Ducktales. I'm 
finally catching up on that, which makes me happy. And I really, really want to see the new episode of Clone Wars. Like, I, I got to get there because uh, the new episode was apparently the Siege of Mandalore. And that was going to be my pick for next week. But I feel like we just watched a Star, Star Wars show and I just didn't want to jump into the middle of a whole thing. So, and also I'm several episodes behind, so I didn't know if I would have time to make my way into that. But, and we've also watched some Killing Eve, but I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take the lead on that one. Okay. <laughs> there, I'm out. Nice. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll jump in. We have in the house. We've been watching Castle as often as possible, and we. There's yeah, a lot of that show, so there is know. a lot of it. So, and we try to get one or two episodes an evening. Um, the 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 sexual tension is thick on the show it's right there we're at season three ish like right in the middle maybe towards Jeez, the later. when did they when did they actually get together i don't, don't want to know i there was the i thought to myself i can't remember and i thought to myself let me google that and in the middle of googling it i i, I shut my phone off because like no this show is all new to me so i'm i'm like reliving it as if I hadn't watched it before. It's it's so I don't know. It's but I feel it's like it's way later. Like there's one or two seasons at the end that maybe, but uh, you can see it every time they look at each other. You're like, you should stop being stupid. And I know there's another like at least two seasons of that feeling. Um, that- I feel like I heard a rumor too that the two of them didn't get along. I may be crazy, but. I don't know. I remember that being a report, and then like the two of them half-heartedly tried to prove that was wrong by both being like, "No, I like him just fine," <laughs> and it was like, "Boy, that was believable." <laughs> but really, who wouldn't get along with Nathan Fillion? So I, I blame Stana Caddick. Yeah, because Nathan Fillion is is one of the world's most perfect beings. He's, he's so impressive that they're able to uh, um, carry off that kind of on-screen chemistry when they don't. If, if in fact they don't, I am actually curious now to see if that is true. I will, I will look into that because their chemistry is, is, is palpable on the show. Like it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yes, it is fantastic. It's all him. Everybody has chemistry with Nathan. Fillion. And that's also so true. It's very true. And it's not like Stana Caddick is an unattractive woman. And I mean, Nathan Fillion is a god among men. So there, there's just there's unavoidable sexual tension there, no matter what. I mean, like, Chris, you would have uh, chemistry with absolutely. Nathan I would have great sexual and, chemistry with Nathan and Fillion. He is the straightest straight man I know. <laughs> we just watched the uh, an episode that had oh crap I can't crap I can't uh, Donna from that '70s show, like they're making the Nikki Heat movie, and I can't, oh right and she this woman is cast to play the character of Nikki Heat, so the whole episode is her just I method acting Kate oh, boy. and. <laughs> I loved Donna from that '70s show, and that's like it was so. It was there was two Kates. It was great. It was just a fantastic episode. Uh, oh, and also came across a Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon that I had no idea existed. I watched. Oh a couple, wow! I forgot that happened. I watched a couple of episodes of it, and it's actually not that bad. It's pretty good. It's, it's well, most of the Marvel stuff from that period of time was well put together. Uh, it, it, most of the Marvel cartoons are better than people give them credit for because, I mean, they're not the DC cartoons. They're not the old original DC mm-hmm. 
animated stuff. But most of the Marvel mo- modern Marvel cartoons are pretty solid. And like, see, and that was the thing. The like, I'm stuff. so used to DC controlling the animated world. Like, even like their their animated movies are great. Um, I just I didn't even realize that this was a thing, and and I was pleasantly surprised. It's this continuing the story of the crew, and I mean. I it may be Vin Diesel as Groot. I don't know, but everybody else is they're trying. It's just slightly off with the voice cast, but it's the, the stories are great. You know, it's it's I I I don't know where it fits into the if at all fits into the the cinematic oh, universe. No, it, tr- it looks like because Thanos was in a couple of episodes that we were watching. Uh, or I, was I watching. don't think that's meant to be MCU canon at all. It's just ties in just enough so that kids recognize all the characters and stuff right but i don't like my my so it's it's based off of the guardians from the movies because there's far too many connections to it Um, oh yeah it's based directly off of the movies but it's like it's not it doesn't take place in the mcu it's like hey no here's those characters in those situations and Let's say those things happened in more or less those kinds of orders, but we're just going to do our own thing because this is the kids' cartoon. Well, our comics. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Like they they spent a a a dollar or two on that because every episode has a classic rock song in it somewhere that, you know, he is playing from his cassette player. So it's it was pleasantly surprised. Marvel did pull it out with this one, so. That's about it, and you know, every once in a while, I'll try to catch a or fall asleep to an episode of Ghost Hunter. Still, so <laughs> nice. Yeah, that it's it's becoming that that soothing thing. Like I I take my melatonin, I sit back, start up the boys, and then I open up my eyes, and it's you know nine thirty in the morning because gotta get to work, do what I gotta do. But that's it. That's it. That's it. I, we haven't really been experiencing much new stuff as of late we have a, a weekly online quizzo game and the music round you're still doing so, quizzo i virtually. mean yeah virtually i have we happen to know a couple years. of pe- people who work um as quizzo hosts interesting so we've been i've been participating in this online quizzo that our friend sean hosts and uh the sean, the sean doyle okay. hosts the Sean Doyle is not very tech savvy and has not figured out how to do the music round. Okay. So what he's been doing, just because... Tell me he's singing uh, them himself. That would be awesome. No, he's spoken wording them. <laughs> and I fully believe that any song <laughs> sung in spoken word is ridiculous. <laughs> this week was TV show themes. You take the good, you take the bad... You take and them he was both. doing it like that. Exactly. He was doing and it like that. He was adding the <laughs> lots of pauses and gravity. Shat- and what like, did you call it? Shatnering it? <laughs> shatnering it up, yeah. Uh, it was it was quite Shatnerian, and it was, uh, it was really, really something special. I'm like, geez, what were they? He did the Scrubs theme. He did Family Matters. Uh, I don't know. Family was, Ties. Yep. This is a classic song. I think Full House was one, I too. remember having yeah, a Full CD House of television theme songs like that i would listen to in my car god cds so back in the day listeners at home they used to put actual audio on disc disc um 
brown, you get shiny, these flat things that you'd put in the on the visors in your car, and you would just swap out those while you were driving. Like, there's any young people listening to this, this show? This is so true. <laughs> uh, but, Absolutely oh, not. That's it. That's all uh, I got. Well, as Chris mentioned, we have uh, caught the first two episodes of the new season of Killing Eve. Uh, it continues amazing. I want to own every piece of clothing in Villanelle's wardrobe. <laughs> Still. Uh, they killed off in the first episode one of the most likable characters, and that's gonna that seems to be kicking off like the big season arc plot mystery thing. I was not okay with it. I, uh, I agree no, because it's not okay. Because he was a great character, and uh, oh, is that what that is? Okay. Um, yeah, so not happy about that. I did like that guy. Um, poor girl. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> uh, it, it's okay. It happens by the end of the first episode. It's not a huge spoiler anyway. Um, but yeah, happy it's back. Um, Jodie Comer's just freaking amazing. She's just, I don't know. She could do anything. Uh, and pretty much everybody else that you like from the past seasons is back, except I haven't seen her husband. No, we did see her did. husband briefly. He's, He's not like in a good way. In a home or something? What yeah. A little uh, unsure on that. I don't know. Poor guy. Bad shit happening, but it's Killing Eve. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's that's um, that's like in the tagline, isn't it, somewhere? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> So yeah, so I've been um, keeping up with my Call the Midwife and catching up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, both of which continue strong as well. Uh, Call the Midwife is still very soothing. I highly recommend it for your uh, pandemic watching. And uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, when you, when you asked us how we were before, I was, I was, I was talking to somebody tonight and uh, I said, I don't know how to answer that question anymore when people say, how are you? Because, like, the answer is never good or fine or I'm okay. It's always, like, not good. Some, you know, like, the best you can expect from me right now is as well as can be expected <laughs> or worse <laughs> is how I'm doing. Uh, and so I said that to somebody who's like, I don't know how to answer that question anymore. And she just responded with the gift um, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine of Andy Samberg when he's in the interrogation room with that guy and he has the guitar and he's just screaming <laughs> and strumming it and going, ah! <laughs> like, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> that gift. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> nice. Um, but so, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's been um, helping me out. Um. And I've been, uh, whatever issues I was having with the Wi-Fi last week seem to have, at least temporarily for now, Knockwood resolved themselves, so I've been able to uh, move forward with my crazy ex-girlfriend rewatch, and I made it into the middle of season three, which means I've made it just past uh, Rebecca's suicide attempt, which is kind of a rough thing to watch when you're already not totally mentally healthy. Uh. Um, so that was not, that was, you know, but in other, in other ways, the show has been very, uh, very, um, I don't know, affirming to watch. Um, and there is a musical number that kicks off the season three premiere that is like just so fucking impressive. It's a full scale, like period costume 
Broadway musical type things. The whole cast is involved. Everybody is, you know, doing accents and dancing around. It's hilarious. It's just so impressive. I'm, we're so lucky to have that show exist. Nice. It, it's, it's, it's funny because as we're watching, you know, it seems like the rewatch is, is now the thing to do because if I try to watch something new, I, I can't dedicate the time to pay attention to it right now. Um, but what I do like, so rewatching something like Castle, and I don't know if you're getting the same thing with my, you know, my crazy ex is every time an outsider shows up, the not from the main cast, I recognize them now from someplace else. Like, I, I don't know. Black Panther was in an episode of Castle. Donna, what, and that to me starts bringing me like I now I want to watch that '70s show because I, I of the episode that I watched with Donna in it, and it's it's I have no, I don't have a, a new show that I'm currently watching that's that's going like I was loving the Rookie, but like I don't know when the next episode is coming. That the was that other one with Smulders that I was Smulder, Smulders, yeah, Stump Stumptown. Like, I don't know. I, I'm so not involved with current, like, on TV TV that I don't know when this stuff is on. So I am I feel like doing the rewatch is so much more soothing or I don't even, like, affirming because I know what I, what's coming. I, can, I don't feel bad if I miss an episode or if I only half pay attention to it. So I, I get I get why, even if it's a tough watch, that it's like, yes, this is this is soothing for me to watch this is this is what i want right now especially with you know a full dance number because we know how you like the broadway stuff sure do <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's as much as it's deal delving into some like painful uncomfortable stuff it's also like remains completely hilarious and impressive and wonderful so it also makes me laugh good yeah mm-hmm so how about those the 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 that TV news guys? <laughs> did you either one of you by any chance check out the 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 Chuck thing? I did not have the opportunity to. Did you watch it? I watched some of it. Um, a lot of the beginning was you know thanks and and whatnot for. I guess it was Warner Brothers that let them do it because you know nobody owns none of the people that are actually doing this live on the internet owns Chuck. Um, so I like skipped at least halfway through and they picked Chuck versus the beard. I don't remember that one. It's the one where he tells, um, oh shit, his best friend, um, Morgan, Morgan, that he is the intersect. Oh, okay. And like, that was it. <laughs> what? Cause they're doing it via zoom. So each one of them is, you know, their own little window and seeing them interact with each other and seeing how. Everybody looks right now like Morgan. I don't know what he's doing. Long, dark hair, full beard. Like it's it was it was worth a watch. It was entertaining, especially if you're a, a Chuck fan. Yeah, I looked at a few just just a little bit of it to see uh, just to see everybody and like seeing Lester looking like a normal human being was weird. It, I don't think I've off-putting. ever pictured. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever pictured that man as anything but. Uh, ridiculous sleaze, but like now he just looked like a perfectly nice and normal guy. Um, 
Yeah, Ivan Strafsky. I've never really figured out how to say her name, but she looked pretty much exactly the same. So, and it's funny how everybody what like like this is going to be on the internet forever. Okay, mm-hmm. and pick your outfit, go. And you saw there was a range. Like some people, like barely rolled out of bed to do this. Th- thing. That was was Ivan Strafsky, right? She just looked like she was. Hair was a mess, just like in a pajama shirt or something. Like, all right. And then other people were like, set their camera up all nice, and she looked like she was like using a '90s laptop webcam or something. It was pretty funny. But yeah, it was good. It was it was it was entertaining. I liked it. Uh, I did check out that uh, Saved by the Bell reboot trailer you posted in the feed, Chris. <laughs> what the actual is going on there? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I hate it. I'm pretty sure I don't like it. But the <laughs> fact that I don't know if I hate it is at least a step in the right direction. It's pretty AC Slater heavy, right? Like it's, it, it seems, seems to be an AC Slater show. That and that's titling. not anything I'm interested in. As he was never my a character that I particularly identified with, although. I think the closest I ever came to identifying with a character on that show was Screech, probably, yeah. because, like, I'm not a Zach Morris. Plus, you know, Zach Morris is trash. Yeah. And if you've never watched Zach trash. Morris is trash, yes. Zach Morris is trash, <laughs> watch that. Everybody who is connected to the internet in some way, just Google search Zach Morris is trash and watch it, because holy crap, it is absolutely right. Why is Sean Doyle calling me right now? Ooh. I don't know, because... Trivia is happening right he now. Felt- Sean Doyle. What's that? I'm doing all right. He's I'm recording. Live on the a, podcast. We're recording our, uh, our our TV show podcast right now. What can I do for you? Oh no, I'll let you go do that. Uh, I just wanted to know if you were free Friday night at about nine thirty. Uh, well, I mean, it's a possibility. What's happening Friday night at nine thirty? We're trying to throw. We're me and Catherine. We're trying to figure out something to do for Bonnie's birthday. Oh. We got this game to play online. But you can only play with seven players. So what we did is we invited a bunch of people that she likes to different time slots. And we're going to do it like the old tick cartoons. Like one round's going to be Bonnie versus high school. It's a bunch of her high school friends. One round's going to be Bonnie versus high point. That's all her high point friends. One round's going to be Bonnie versus DMM. God, that's amazing. This is amazing. Yeah, count, count, uh, count, count me in. All right. Is, so is this me and Karen? Me and Karen, okay. And you need a laptop and a cell phone to play this game. It's a great game. And Catherine have already played, but Bonnie has it, which is exciting. And, uh, yeah, that's all you need. Why does it have to be a laptop? Oh, it doesn't. I guess you could use an iPad. You could probably even use two cell phones. It's it, You've got to be on a Zoom meeting. Okay, right? like like we've been doing with Quizzo, right? Right, but then you also need a separate cell phone because you uh-huh. text in your answer to this computer program, and then they pop up on the screen with, like, no one can see who sent what answer. God, can so, I like, use my computer? It's not yeah, a laptop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. All right, I'll give you a call and tell you the exact time because we got to like line it all up. But I'm pretty sure the DMM one's going to be like 9:30 because Melissa's got to go towards the end. I'm thrilled. All right. All right. right. Talk to you Friday. Later. And that is always how that goes with Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Just random fucking shit out of nowhere. And I'm always, I'm always Chris Randazzo, and he's always Sean Doyle. (laughs) There's no. No first names.
Beautiful. Uh, I want to know what game that is, by the way. So you let me know when you find that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. But see, they even tied into TV because he talked about the old Dick cartoon. <laughs> yes, that's why I said this is perfect. <laughs> he doesn't even know how perfect it was. Oh, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, the Zach Morris is trash. Uh, Zach Morris is trash. The Saved by the Bell yeah. thing. Uh, they, um, what was her name? Jesse was in there. Jesse yeah. Spano. Well, I was, probably I, a guest star. Yes, that, that smelled very guest star to me. And like, I don't know, she, she, she looks fine. Good for her. Hmm. But if you think about it, like Mark Paul Gosler and Tiffany Amber Thiessen have better things to do. And so does she. And What's Tiffany, Tiffany Amber Thiessen up to? I don't know, but she has better things to do. <laughs> and <laughs> thinking, um, thinking a little you know, Dustin Diamond's career. in jail. Is he in jail? jail? Like, I think. I remember there was a tell-all um, book of some sort. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't take life very well. He's yeah. <laughs> and I don't. I don't. I mean, who's heard from the Lisa actress in forever? Turtle, yeah. So, um, it kind of makes sense to me that he's like he's perfectly positioned to be the uh, the the front runner of this show. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, from my gathering of the trailer, is the kids that he is teaching are the children of Zach and Kelly, I guess. No, it, no, be, Ooh, no. It yeah. And Zach and Kelly, because he said, I used to have a crush on this on your mom, on but your then mom. I'd go out and make out with your mom instead. So <laughs> one of them is Kelly and the other one is Jesse, Jesse. Yeah. Cause they're, uh, they looked like two white kids to me. So just assuming on, no, yeah, no, that's it. Unless they go to the beach episodes when, um, what was her name? Oh, the girl, yeah. the beach club girl. The beach club girl with the Italian father, the overly, overtly Italian father. God, that show I was I do not, not remember. Anywho. But, yeah. I mean, the show seems to have the exact, the reboot seems to have the exact same spirit as the, uh, the original show. <laughs> Which isn't necessarily a good thing. No. I, um... Go I, ahead. Spell it. <laughs> I decided, okay, let's let's look up what the Lisa Turtle actress was up to, Lark Voorhees. Lark. Yes. And what's the first most recent thing on her IMDb page? Porn. No. Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to well say done. a Hallmark movie, but there you go. Well, you're not far off elsewhere. Let's see. She played uh, Hannah in 2012's Closer to God, Jessica's Journey. Um, oh boy! And then in 2011, Measure of Faith. Uh, I see what happened to her. She did do an episode of Robot Chicken where she played Lisa Turtle, as well as the Borg Queen and Betty Childs. Uh, then there's like, uh, man, yeah, there's. She didn't do a ton. She kept working for a while, but she yeah, she hasn't done anything since uh, 2012. Because you know she's credited as, as Lisa Turtle and Zach Morris is trash. But, uh, I, well, actually, no, she's actually credited for only one episode, so that couldn't be, did she, like, do something in that? I, I don't know, I've never seen it, so, like, <sighs> would they credit her if they just used a clip of her? Well, I would assume they use clips of her in every episode, because it, it's kind of like a, 
Man, you haven't seen Zach Morris's trash. I'm sorry. Oh man, you're gonna love that. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, that's gonna bring it's gonna bring you some smiles. <laughs> Anybody who's ever seen Saved by the Bell just has to watch this show. Uh, but they're basically like recap episodes where they break down the episode, you know, bit it's, by bit, it's and Dragon point Ball out. Bridge for Saved by the Bell. Well, no, yeah. because they're not revoicing over things. It's just like there's a narrator pointing out all the things that make Zach Morris trash as the, as the episodes are going on, and like these recap bits. It's really quite amazing. <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. <sighs> so I have a question. The the posting about the Agent Carter, mm-hmm. I got way more excited than I should have because I read that real quick because I was at work and I thought... I I, I understood you that they, they were, were bringing back Haley Atwell. Be, yes, because aren't they traveling in time? I'm, they are. Yes. That's what I read in that article. There will be time traveling. And um, yes, that would be great if uh, Haley Atwell made an appearance. Because it's, it's, right now they're only talking about... Uh, Sousa. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, I like that guy. He's pretty good. I'm, I'm in, but... Uh, yeah, but that's not the crossover I want from Agent That's Carl. not what I'm here for, you know? <laughs> I just I just appreciate when they acknowledge Peggy's existence. Though. Yeah, oh, okay. you can tell Marvel really liked that show and wanted it to do better. Because, I mean, they even put Jarvis in friggin', what was the, the, the Endgame? No, not Endgame. The one in, in Endgame, right? Was that the last one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they even put him in there. Like, they didn't have to do that. That was totally, and you know, ABC loved that show. They renewed it when they shouldn't have, and uh, unfortunately, the ratings just couldn't carry it anymore. But like, you know, the people involved in that really loved that show, and it's nice to see it getting any attention that they can throw at it. So this brings me to a side question: How do we feel about Agents of Shield time traveling? Oh, that show is bonkers. Yeah, okay. so sure, that's fine. <laughs> Live the dream. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, they're one of the few like things that we care about that still has episodes left to bring us soon. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm down for anything. Okay, I I, yeah. I I haven't. I'm not. I'm so far behind on that. I felt it was a jump the shark kind of moment. Nah, they've been in space for a while. Yeah. Time travel is like <laughs> all right. If anything, time travel. There's like clones and shit and different alternate universe versions of people. Time travel's like raining it in. Life model decoys. <laughs> okay, so they did bring in a new kid. Got you. Life model decoys. And it's been great. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I've been loving the heck out of this stuff, but uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's always pretty bonkers. It, it really wears its comic bookness on its sleeves and that uh, one of the many wonderful things about the show. Okay. All right. Good to know. What else is in the news? Let's scroll. Uh, there was a trailer for a new show called Hollywood that Oof. I thought looked interesting. It's a Ryan Murphy show. And I haven't been on board on a Ryan Murphy show in a long time. So Not that I didn't like it. I just never got into that. What is another Ryan Murphy show that I would recognize? Uh, well, Glee was one of his first ones. And then he did a lot of the... He did all the American Horror Stories. Okay. Um, wow. Well, those are very different. And then there was one with like, he does a lot of like old Hollywood stuff too. Like he did that. There was one. There was a like limited series about I forget the actresses, which is terrible. But it, there were like two gold golden age of Hollywood actresses that were in a rivalry, and he made a show about oh, them. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh damn it. 
I remember what you so, talked about. Didn't you just find a Chris Evans TV show last night? I did. I'm going to need your help with that one, Evan. A Chris Evans TV show? Uh-huh. Uh, tell me more. Tell me more. Do we it's know? on Apple TV+. Plus. It's called Defending Jacob. It hasn't come out yet, and that's really all I need to know. Okay. I will. I will. I, I need it. Okay. It's not there yet, but I need it. Okay. <laughs> Defending Jacob. Oh, look at that! Look at that bearded bastard. Look at it. It's so somber looking. The cover. Okay. <laughs> it will. Sorry, I, just, so I need a minute. Anywho, I'll be in I'm my sorry. bunk. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, yeah, that that trailer looked interesting. Looks like they spent a pretty penny on it in that show. Yeah. It just seemed like an interesting, like, alternate universe version of Hollywood where they, where he got to be like, you know how everything's terrible in Hollywood? What if people started trying to change that a lot earlier in history? So Oh, so that, okay. Like, yeah, there's, like, gay characters and, you know, people of color and trying to get, you know, equal footing. And that's interesting. Yeah. So Let's that, go. I think, is well. coming out soon and... Maybe of interest to some people looking for something new because there's not a lot of new stuff coming out and maybe you're running low on familiar stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool indeed. I think that covers about everything that we came across. Yeah, news Um, has been lacking. I mean, there's nothing happening in the world, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. It's been a dull couple of months. Uh, yeah, it's not much going on out there. <laughs> well, why don't we take a break, and then when we come back, we can go visit uh, a happier time when the world was not quite so terrible. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlor Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geek. 
Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, GeekAid is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And welcome back. Thank you for checking out our commercials. Uh, so tonight we're here to talk about a show that I watched in its entirety when I when it aired, and I don't think either Chris has seen some episodes passing through the room, but uh, never really watched, and I don't think Evan has either. Uh, Jane the Virgin started in 2014 and ran five seasons on the CW. It tells the story of Jane, who is a young Catholic Latina and aspiring writer whose life changes dramatically when she, during a routine gynecologist, uh, gyne- gynecologist visit, she's accidentally artificially inseminated. Uh, see, okay, I got to stop you there. How sure. does that, is that possible? Um, the way that the show played it, the doctor was drunk and the, she was tired and fell asleep, like was kind of asleep when it happened. And so wasn't really paying attention to what the doctor was saying to her. Uh huh. And then, I mean, a pelvic exam is one thing and like, you know, cause I I heard that part in the the beginning and I was like, wait, that wait, (laughs) you're okay. It is just wait. It gets, (laughs) it gets way crazier. So the show does have, uh, it's, it's based on the style of a telenovela. It has crazy plot twists. It has uh, unrealistically complicated intertwined lives of its characters. Uh, I picked this one because, uh, it's consistently ranks pretty highly on like best of lists for this show. Um, it's not right in the middle of uh, season, so it uh, helps show off how well the show juggles all the things that are going on. Uh, so, for example, in this episode, <laughs> I tried to condense down everything that happened <laughs> briefly for those who didn't do the homework and watch this one. Jane and Raphael, her baby daddy who became her boyfriend, have to uh, confront the doctor who inseminated Jane, who is also his sister. Uh, She was committed to an asylum because she is claiming that she slept with their father's wife, and everybody thinks that's crazy. Uh, Raphael and his father are under investigation by uh, Jane's ex-boyfriend, who is a cop, (laughs) uh, because they uh, think they might be connected to a mysterious crime drug lord who they found... uh, this this drug hideout underneath the hotel that the family owns. Raphael's ex, uh, Petra, the skinny blonde woman, is hiding out in the hotel from her ex. (laughs) There's a lot of exes on the Mm -hmm. show. uh, Who she thinks attacked her, but he was actually trying to save her from her conniving, abusive mother. Jane was recently hired onto the writing staff of her telenovela star father's show and is assigned to write the episode in which his character is killed off as the result of a plot by his assistant to replace him on the show. (laughs) And all of these are more or less resolved within the episode, except for the season-long arc about Sinrostro, the uh, drug lord, Uh, and when the final moments of the episode reveal that, contrary to what the show has been leading you to believe, that it might be Raphael and it might be his father, that it's actually Raphael's father's wife, Rose, 
who uh, kills Raphael's father to keep her secret. So, <laughs> as you can tell, this show has so much going on, and it really does a lot well. One of my uh, favorite kinds of shows is an absolutely bonkers soapy drama with heart, humor, and intelligence. And uh, this show has a strong sense of its own identity, too, and it's really different from a lot of other shows that you see. So... Uh, I don't know. I just I just fell in love with it from the moment that I saw it, and I watched it all the way through all 100 episodes. So um, <laughs> that being said, you guys coming to it um, not having any familiarity and diving into a neck deep into a super convoluted plot, what did you think? Uh, uh, okay. I um, liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, but as as I step back, it's like... One, two, three, four, like six telenovelas all at once. Yeah, pretty much. Which is it? Which is hard to which? Is, I don't think the brain can handle more than two at a time, because <laughs> I, I am familiar brain, I with like real telenovelas, and they they make them slightly more like in the show they make it slightly more comical, but it's they do a good representation of it. But there's a lot going on, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. <laughs> it was, and everybody is, like, connected to somebody else somehow, like, in more than one way. And there was a lot of reveals in this episode. There was three. Re- one, mm-hmm. two, three big reveals, I would assume, because I don't know how big, like, if they could do this every week, and I don't know. But, like, it seemed like they revealed the, 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 the mob, the female mob boss. Mm-hmm. The the acid throwing boyfriend was helping, mm-hmm. and oh, and the assistant. Like all three of those reveals happened in the last ten minutes of the show, fifteen minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yeah, this this particular episode is a fairly good example of like how bonkers shit gets on this show. It's like, wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. <laughs> Like, I didn't even adjust to that last thing you just told me, and now there's another thing. And then on top of it, there's the telenovela that she is she is mentally watching as she's writing, which I couldn't mm-hmm. tell if it was real or not for half a second. <laughs> <laughs> because it really didn't change character beats at all, but it was it's 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 a lot. Yeah, it's sometimes hard to see the see the line between Rogelio and his characters because he is just he's my favorite character on the show. He's so much larger than life. I did like the the when they were showing how the assistant was plotting, like they showed the comparison, like the two different mm-hmm. versions of the same information. Yeah, right. that was pretty cool. I liked that. And the 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 first the first set where he was way over the top and really de- demanding that was that was fun for me it was totally believable <laughs> totally yeah. believe that one yeah and then at the end they showed a completely different side which was also believable which i don't know he's a i guess he's a good actor he they, it, was, it was entertaining i love that guy so much <laughs> i wanted to find i still can't find there's a um everything he does just cracks me up but there is a an episode where um, his mom comes to visit and cheer him up about something bad that has happened in um, his life. And he's like, you know, doing the 
depressed TV character thing where he sleeps all the time and just leave me alone and all this stuff. And the mom comes in the room and sings this little song about it's a wonderful day to be Rogelio. <laughs> and then later they call back to that and he has it. He has that song himself singing it as a ringtone on his phone (laughs) 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 or like his wake up alarm or something. (laughs) Now is his mom, her grandmother that was in this show? No, that is, that is her mother's mother. Okay. Because it seems like they they have an, I guess it was an estranged relationship. The, the, yeah, she, um, Jane didn't meet Rogelio until like episode four of this show and like of her whole life her mother told her i don't know that he disappeared or he died or whatever that he just wasn't around mm-hmm. my favorite like, part of hasn't... this show was the the interactions between her and her grandmother like they were that was heart-wrenching stuff like it reminded me of like my grandmother the the, the true patriarch of our family like they did a good job with that so yeah, and I I really appreciate the way they when they show Alba, they always have her speaking Spanish, and regardless of she understands, you know, mm-hmm. she understands English well enough, but she never speaks it. It was uh, I liked it. It's a, a lot of respect for um, a lot of different uh, Latino culture and things in the show. <laughs> so much information <laughs> passed, and is it? It's forty five minutes. Is it a, an hour? Yeah, it's an hour show. Yeah. So much information. So like, when, much when, happens. When that, when that dude cut her neck, sliced her neck open, I was like, uh-huh. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was a little surprised there. I was like, oh, um, hmm, all right. Uh, did, I did, no, I didn't expect, I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect this. And uh, then it was fake blood. And, and, and then in true telenovela fashion, the wheelchair-bound fucking mother stands up and screams <laughs> to the heavens. Oh, see, that made sense. Okay, got it. Yeah, and she got the idea from Jane from the fake blood on her arm from the telenovela. Mm-hmm. It all comes back around. See, they do a really good job of weaving in little details like that and just... Uh... And oh my God, it, this show ended in such a different place from where it started that it's funny for me to go back and watch a season one episode and be like, oh, none of that stuff has happened yet. And all of these people are totally different than they they are by the end. It's uh, it, just from watching this, um, but I guess in I, I kind of feel in general that this suffered a, a similar fate uh, as Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because of its title. I feel like yeah. there was probably a lot of folks out there that would really enjoy this show, but didn't take it seriously because it sounds like an ABC family drama. Like, Jane the Virgin does not sound like a good TV show. It doesn't sound like something I'd want to watch. It's it's just not a very good name for a show, and especially, like, I mean, she has the kid at, at some point, probably not that long into the series, so... I don't know. It, it just doesn't, doesn't seem like it's even all that relevant. It, it, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really give you much of what this what this show is. I mean, it gives you the place where it starts from, but that's not really what it's about. Yeah, it's like it's 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 very crazy ex girlfriend and cougar town to me, uh, and I think <laughs> I that's unfortunate. That? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I thought it was really unfortunate because everything I've seen on this show is like. 
this is brilliant. <laughs> this it is really, really, is. really well done. And the narrator is so such a great tool on this show, too. And that's a constant, right? Yes. Okay, because I show would be un I could I wouldn't have made it through yeah, this episode you could without never that follow dude. It without him. <laughs> I did like at the end where he was the the brother was reading the letter mm-hmm. and the voiceover dude started <laughs> so, and he's oh, like wait. wait what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? She should do this. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like meta humor like that with the narrator. <laughs> Good pick. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I was when I I didn't have time to like really go back to the series and be like what episode really speaks to me which one like do I really love and if I only get the chance to show somebody one episode what would I pick I didn't get the chance to like look at it that closely I just kind of had to go by like what do other people think is the best episode of this Mm -hmm. show and once I saw it once we watched it I was like oh like this is a good one it's not I don't know that I'd say it's one of the best ones or one of the most memorable ones so like I was afraid maybe you guys wouldn't Take to it too much because it it could be very confusing for for a new viewer. So why do you think people consider this one of the best episodes? I, I just like I I think they did even though it's not like doesn't have the huge memorable moments or like anything like that. It just really is um, a good example of a solid example of like all the things it does well. Oh, okay. Like juggling so many plots and having them all interconnect and having one thing lead to another. Like there's a lot of um, like cuts between scenes where somebody says something at the end of one scene that could apply to the next scene Mm -hmm. or like an idea in one in one plot that uh, helps somebody figure out something else in another plot. But it's never like overt it's always very subtle and very um, well crafted those connections so the major plot beats that were revealed in this episode were they long running like the mob the mob the mob release the the underhanded assistant and the acid throwing boyfriend how how many episodes were those storylines going for uh, well, the Sid Rostro thing is like the whole season, okay, and really kind of runs over the whole show. Okay, um, co- goes in and out. It comes, it goes away and comes back. Um, the thing with the assistant probably was not. I, I think this is going off my memory, but I, it may have just been this episode. It may have been like one or two before this. The Milos thing was probably a little longer. Okay. I mean, because like that, it, there's a lot of reveals, and if they are long story beats, like if it's and everything gets revealed in this one episode, that could be another. Like if you're yeah. watching consistently, like, you get all these answers in half an episode, and but if it's if it's just like another regular episode that this much information passes by, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's not every episode <clears throat> that this many crazy things happen, but something as crazy as these things happens in every episode. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I really love my bonkers drama. What can I say? It's a, it's a good pick. I like it. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Good pick. I, I appreciate this show. Huh. It's, and, it, and it's over now. Yes, it is over. It ended, I think, last year. Are there any good shows on the CW currently? No. Outside of the DC stuff. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know. It's Wait. funny that you bring that this up in the same breath as Crazy X because I feel like this uh, Crazy X and iZombie all kind of existed in the same period of time. And it was like, it was a great time to be like a millennial woman and like have great shows on the CW. But it was kind of unfortunate that they were on the CW because no one was ever going to take that seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a problem. It's a shame. <sighs> it is a shame. I'm actually Googling what's on CW right now. The 100. That's still going, huh? Legacies. It's the CW. Nothing gets canceled except these shows. <laughs> Dynasty. And these shows didn't really get canceled. They just kind of ran their course. Like, yeah. They were like, this is, the, this is the length of story we set out to tell. Wow. And you can't argue with that, right? That's yeah. that's good stuff right there. And I think the people who made this and who made Crazy X and who made iZombie will go on to do other more great things, and I can't wait to see what they are. Mm-hmm. Word. Word. Uh, Jenny Snyder Ehrman is the, is the EP on this show, and I feel like I remember hearing about some project that was, she was on to next that... I was excited about, but I can't remember, and now I'm stalling because <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can look it up quickly. How, how is that a CW show? That's not. I thought that was in DC. I'm looking at a, a line of. I typed in current CW shows, and it's stating things like the the Deathstroke cartoon, and I that's that I didn't. I thought that was on the DC channel. Whatever. Did that go away yet? Oh, God, I don't know. The DC Supernatural, the animation. Wow. Interesting. It sure seemed like the kind of thing that wasn't going to stick around, right? Like, Yeah. An entire streaming network dedicated exclusively to... It is still around because I still watch the Harley Quinn cartoon. That's where that comes from. And I I, I actually enjoy that show. They're still doing it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it appears that... uh, the woman who was the EP for this went on to do a sitcom on CBS called Broke, which looks terrible, <laughs> but also stars Jamie Camille, who is uh, Rogelio, so I like him. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I don't know. I just want good things to happen to the people who made these shows. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All I right. agree. Uh, you want good things to happen to these people. <laughs> Well, I think that will do it for us tonight. Husband of mine? Yes, that's me. Do you have, perhaps... Oh, God, what is that? Husband of mine. Oh, shit. That is a thing. That's a thing. I I didn't mean it as a thing. I didn't mean for it to be a thing. It's a song. I want to say it's a song. Oh, I'm thinking. Oh, father I'm on a totally. I'm on a totally different <laughs> planet right now. I w- That's what I'm I was not thinking. confusing my husband. I'm pretty and my sure father. I'm thinking of a, a Star Wars episode. Don't, don't ignore me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and it was father of mine and daughter of mine and sister of mine, etc. You can get in touch with us at mailingkeycade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. <sighs> you can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon and, or STM oh, stitches. Of course. Sorry. <laughs> Evan, what about you? Geekade underscore Evan. Booyah. 
Uh, if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Karen. That's me. That is you. Um, I'm going to volley it back to you because it's your turn. That's a valid point. It is my turn. It is, my, it is your turn. And you, Next. I know you were working hard on coming up with something before the show. Yeah. So uh, this just kind of popped into my head and uh, I, I can, it popped into my head because of <laughs> Animal Crossing, no less. So uh, go figure. Uh, I think it is time for us to watch something nice and simple and easy, and we should watch The Critic, Season 1, Episode 4, Miserable. All right, sounds good. Buy my book. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, that'll do it for us tonight, uh, and we will see you back here next same bat time and channel uh, to talk about The Critic. Uh, but for all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Karen. I'm Evan. I'm Rahelio. <laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.